Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perik Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, by Yehibasloshim Shana. And in our introductory shir last week, we saw that there is a near unanimity of opinion of the Mephoshim, of Chazal, of the Gemara, that there are some very severe restrictions about learning Perik Aleph in Yechezkel, known as Maseh HaMerkava, the incident of the chariot, to such an extent that they had contemplated at one time banning Sefer Yechezkel. It was not to be included in Tanakh, and it was decided otherwise when someone studied it and studied it and was able to just understand at least the basic concepts. But we saw even Rashi, we will see today, on Chav Zion, when they asked to explain the word Hashmal, which is a mystic term in the form of uh, an angel. Rashi answers, um, Rashi says that you have, I quote, lo nasan rishus You have no authority to go in and delve into this incident, and then Rashi goes silent. We saw stories in the Gemara of people who died learning Maseh Merkava. And the reason is fairly obvious, because Yechezkel here takes two of the most, if not the most, abstract metaphysical concepts in Judaism, specifically the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Malachim, angels, and gives them an anthropomorphical form, portrays them in the human shape, in the human form. Totally unfer- uh, unpermitted and totally, we don't understand it. Man cannot encapsulate the depth of what he's talking about here, and that's why there are such severe restrictions. But then again, we read this mafter as a haftorah on Shavuos. We read it on the first day of Shavuos. We're learning it, it's here. How does one reconcile that? And there is a certain amount of wiggle room, as it were, that the Chazal give us, in that they say, Likra of a low lidrash. You can read it, but do not try to delve into it. Do not try to understand it. It is beyond human capacity. Don't even get into it. Um, and so using that as our guideline, we are going to at least try and get a, a superficial understanding of the basic text what Yechezkel is saying here. And so we start with Pasuk Aleph, and you see just from the beginning how arcane, how mysterious, how obscure Yechezkel is. Let's begin. In the 30th year of the fourth month, that would be Tammuz, on the fifth day, um, fourth day of the fifth month, I am in the centrality of the exile on the Har Kvar, on the river Kvar, 
Niftahu Hashamayim, the Erem Maros Elohim. The skies open, and I saw visions of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So let's pause there. Thirty years from what? What is he dating thirty years from? Two, notice who is he? It's, it's totally anonymous. Usually it says It starts without a name, without an individual being addressed. Thirty years, says the Radak, they're two chatim. One is that it could be the 30th year of the Yovel cycle, the Jubilee cycle. Another more relevant one, it is 30 years since the discovery by Chilkiyahu, uh, the Kohen Gadol, who was the Kohen Gadol in Yehoash's time, Yoshio's time, discovering that Sefer Torah. We learn it in Perikhaf Beis, Malachim Beis, that Yoshio was the last bright spot of Judea before the, the uh, destruction. And what they had done was found, or Chukio found a Sefer Torah in the refurbishment efforts of the Beis HaMikdash, and it was open to the Tochacha, the rebuke given to B'nai Yisrael, and it was read before the king, and Yoshio just tore his clothes and instituted a magnificent Balchuva program, literally, albeit a short one. He revolutionized teaching Torah in Israel. He got rid of all the Avodah Zorah. It was a total revolution. As I say, it did not last that long, but it was the last bright spot. And so that's what Yechezkel is dating here, 30 years since Kilkiyo discovered that Torah, which would place him on Ipetokhagola. And this is very important because we learned that a Navi cannot be Misnabe, cannot prophesy outside of Eretz Yisrael, like in Bavel, if he hasn't prophesied in Israel first. And we saw that Yechezkel's prophecy life was 22 years, six in Eretz Yisrael, and 16 in Bavel, where he went out with that elite group 11 years before the destruction of the Bayez. So this is what he's dating 30 years. Bani Besochar, Gola, I am in the Sikola, on the Harkfar. What is the Harkfar? Mepharshim say there's no such place. Some say it's the Nahar Pras, the border of Bavel, the Euphrates. The only purpose in the Harkfar could be that if you scramble the words, it spells Rechev, chariot, which is the subject of Perikala. But we don't know what Naharkfar is. Niftahu Hashemayim, the skies open, but Arem Maroselo came. I saw the vision of the Kaddish Farhu. The Mafarshim teach us that when you see the vision of the Kaddish Farhu, he saw it, but Aspar Claria Shalomi era. And a mirror that is not totally clear. And indeed, the Rambam says every Navi, all the great Navim, saw Aspakla area that's not clear. Exception, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu. He saw with a perfectly clear Aspakla area. But this is the vision he gets, Maros Elohim. Now, at this point, he continues, Bachamisha Lachodesh, we just said Ba'arba Lachodesh. He has shown It's the fifth year since Yoyochin was sent into Golis. Now, 
Pasagimel, because we don't know who's talking, who's saying what. Supposedly, it's the Kaddish Baruch who intervenes in sentence Gimel. Hayo, hayo, devar Hashem, el Yecheskel ben Buzi ha-Kohen, he clarifies who he's speaking to, Be'eretz Kazdim, in Babel, on the Har Kvar, which we've said is Nahar Pras, but to Hiolah, Shem Yad Hashem, and the hand of the Kaddish Baruch Hu was upon him. But error, and I saw, we're back to Yecheskel, v'nei ruach sa'ara, a fierce wind, minat zafon, from the north, which usually indicates it's coming from Bavel, the destruction's coming. Onan Gadol, a huge cloud, the Eshmislakachas, a burning fire, the Nogalosavir surrounding it. Umitocha ke'ein ha'chashmal, and within it is the chashmal. The chashmal is a very mystic thing. The acceptable explanation is a form of angel, a fiery angel. Mitocha a speaking from the fire. Umitocha demus arba chayos, and air is the image of four chayos. Chayos, says the Rambam, the Rambam tells us there are 10 degree of angels ascending from top to bottom. Chayos is the top. And so there are four chayos there, four different angels. And they have the figure of man. The Arba Panin Le'echas, each angel has four faces. The Arba Kenafayim Le'echas Lahem, and each angel has four wings. The Ragleim Regal Yeshara, their feet are like in a straight line, like if it's one foot. The Kaf Ragleim, the soles of their feet, Kekaf Regal Egel, like a calf's soul. The Notsitzim Ke'ein Nechoshesh Korol, and it is sparks as if in a burnished kind of copper. Under their wings of these four angels, these two sets of wings, are hands, human hands, on all four sides, and they have four faces and four sets of wings. Chovro Isha El Achosa Kanfehim, the wings are together, there is no break in the wings. Lo Yisabu Belechton Ish El Ever Ponov Yelechu. They do not turn, they do not make rights, they may not make lefts, they just go straight. Now it gets more complicated. Udmus Penehem Penei Odom, Upenei Arye El Hayomin La Vatehem, their four faces. On each angel, one is a human face, one is a lion, one is an ox, or an eagle. It's four different kinds. They are upstretched above the ishtayim chovros to cover the body. To cover from above them. The Ishel Aver Ponov Yelechu, El Asher Hashem Shoma, Haruach, Roleches Yelechu, Loi Sabu Belechon. Just left one thing out that description of the feet standing straight. From there, we do get a drusha in Brachos, 
Masech the Brachas, that that's where we get the concept that we must daven with our feet together straight. You get it exactly from this puzzle. So, back to Yudalafu. To cover its lower body, to is raised above its head. And they go in any direction they want to go. There's nothing stopping. They go to and fro. Now, further complication. Their faces are like burning coal, but oros like torches, going among the chayos, and the fire is surrounding each angel, and from each angel it is like lightning. The Chayos race here and there with the lightning. From this we can ascertain that the metaphor would be um, Ava and Yira. These angels, which are the highest form of angels which minister to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, race to him Ava and race from him in Yira, in fear. With each chaya, and we've said there are four of them, but that's going to change, there is the next degree of angel, the ofanim. There is one ofan under each angel. Four angels, chayos, one ofan. It is like sapphire in their appearance. It is like a wheel in turn inside of another wheel with these ofanim. They too do not turn, it's in a straight direction. Their bodies are filled with eyes. Their eyes in each part of those, um, in their back, in their front. When the chayos walk, the Ophanim war that next to them. When they go upwards, the Ophanim go up. Um, the Ophanim have no independent movement without the Chayos. When they wish to go this way, they will go. The Ophanim or some the Ophanim. Go with them, because the Ophanim, as we say, have no independent movement. There, an acceptable metaphor would be the Nefesh and the Guf, that the Chayos are the Guf and the Ophanim are within the Chayos as the soul. Now, I should point out um, there are said to be four 
these angels' four faces, four man, shore, vulture, ox, are really four on each side, believe it or not. That would make 16 faces on each chaya. Four of them, you get 64 different faces. Some of them, unfortunately, say the face of the human is Yaakov Ovinu. When the chayos walk, When they stand, they stand. When they transcend and go up, the ofanim go up. The ruach of the chayos is in the ofanim. Udmus al and above the chaya is the rakia, like the shape of ice. Suspended from above them is the throne. This is what they say, two wings covering their body, two wings covering, holding up above, but remember, under the wings are hands. The Eshma is called Kanfeim. I hear their wings with Kol Mayim Rabim, Kol Shada, like the voice of the Kodesh Baruch like torrential flowing water. Kol Hamula, Kol Machane, is water surrounding. The Umdam to Rapena Kanfeim, and when they stand, their wings are outstretched. By Yehi Kol Malharakia, there is a voice above the Rakia, Asher Al Rosham. And they spread their wings in front. And above that moon, like a sapphire stone, a throne. It is the image of a throne. And on that throne is the form of a man, Allah, sitting above. And I see the chashmal, which is, we can say is a form of angel consumed in fire. Encircled by fire. And I see around it total flame and fire. And the representation is supposed to be an anthropomorphic representation of the Kaddish Baruch which we don't understand, Chachamim don't understand, and their advice, don't try to understand. Kemareha Keshes, it's like the rainbow, which is, of course, another metaphysical <laughs> symbol. Asher Yehuba Anon Biyom HaGeshem, which appears in the sky after rain. Kain Mareha Noga Savivhu Marastimus Kavod Hashem. It is the glory of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. At this point, the I see it, he loses all consciousness. I fall on my face, losing my senses. But even there, unconscious, I hear a voice speaking to me. What that voice tells him will be his first nevuah, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, be there. Ad